0: We got another. Interesting um, you talk, yeah, you yeah. talked about those salads that, with kale. That's interesting. Yeah, will have to okay. let us know a little more about that. Oh, the salads with the kale. Yeah. 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 Thank you. I think it was it kale power. Kale yeah. power. Yeah. It's one of the health. it's listed as the number one healthiest food kale. You know, any greens are, <laughs> but that's like number one. If you could get to like kale, and if you could eat that all day long, <laughs> you won't even be able, to, you, you'll you lose weight and you won't even be able to keep your weight where it's supposed to be. You'll be below, it's it just amazing. When we have this transformation, I mean, kale is an extreme, That that is not, I mean, that's really, it's a little bit on the bitter side, but there are a lot of vegetables that are really tasty. And once you start eating them, and you could put some um, things on it to make it a little bit more healthier, as long as it's not sugar and oil, that's oh, what you- problem. SOS. Yeah, SOS. SOS. Salt, oil, and sugar. We get off of that. Any processed stuff, boy, it's amazing. We don't even have to think about our weight. It just comes. The other way doesn't work. Anyway, so, oh, okay. So it's 7 a.m. now. Uh, I guess you heard a little bit of conversation. We started off talking about a little bit of healthy, you know, not being so obsessively compulsive, bringing it. We talked a little bit earlier. I don't know if you were here about getting our make, not making food or or addictions or people are higher power, but making uh, what these steps in this book talks about. Making what is basically our bliss, ecstasy, happiness, joy, and peace comes from within. The kingdom of God is from within, okay? It's in here, not outside, not in all those foods, not in all the people. You know, whether people like me or not, that should be none of my business. And when I make it my business, then I wonder why I'm so miserable (laughs) I get depressed, anxious. I know why. Because I want everything to go my way. That's called, you know, when you're in the self and the ego, easing God out. So we have a beautiful word here called humility. Anyway, but let me just say I'm a member of BYOC again. I'm Bob and, and this is the Hour of Power. But the topic, it actually works into the topic I have here. We are beyond human aid. Okay. So Everything we've tried, all of these things in life—the self-help—they'll get you know. In other words, I always try to. I mean, we do talk here a lot about our addiction to food, which is a material thing. But there's a material thing of money, success. But the major, major thing, you know, in, in, in this whole thing is—is—is is, is our addiction because it is really, really a tough one, and we have to deal with it every day. Is our addiction to the food? But again, beyond human aid, what does that mean? Okay, so. Everything we do when the way we are brought up was through self-help, through, you know, in a doctor's opinion, Dr. Silkworth starts out right away that when Bill came back into the hospital for the third time, the town's hospital in New York City, the doctor realized he had a certain philosophical change. The other times Bill couldn't get better and the doctor could not get any, any of the alcoholics better that were there. They had no way. He said, all of us doctors and scientists and all the mo- modern age back then, and their medications, whatever they had, their therapies and stuff. There was no way to get people better. He just saw it didn't work. But then he saw some type of a shift and change in Bill when he came in, and it, and he realized it was something more than human aid. He called what the doctors what he was doing was synthetic knowledge, one of human human made by made by you know uh, the scientists and intellect but he saw there was another way. And so beyond human aid, and he realizes change in Bill, and he started to see that there was a shift. And he started to call it, he didn't know, he didn't wanna use the word spirituality. He thought that would be too, too much for the scientists and the people to handle that time when he wrote his letter, but he called it a moral psychology, a change in thinking. So if we go, so I'll just go right to the big book in Bill's story on page 11, We'll just read there. Well, I don't do too much reading because we want to get right into the whole meat of the program here. But it says on um, in the second third paragraph, but my friend sat before me and he made the point-blank declaration that God had done for him what he could not do for himself. His human will had failed. Okay. His human will had failed. And he says here, God has done for him what he could not do for himself. So Here I did a short reading from page 11 in the big book, okay? But this short reading, again, it's a simple program for complicated people. This short reading, every other paragraph and sentence in the beginning of this book has a solution. So here it's telling us the solution. What is the solution? Again, it says, God had done for him what he could not do for himself. His human will had failed. So we don't have to go any further. If you want to know the whole program, we don't have to go any further then step 1 step 1 says we admitted we were powerless it could be alcohol food but i could put anything in there and their lives would become unmanageable. so that's what that's what bill is saying here right in page 11 okay this is right right when we start to realize in bill's story this is before he really gets into it with this spiritual awakening and the steps those happen on 12 13 14 when he has that whole experience but he's saying here his will, human will had failed so in relation to my addictions, anytime that I find myself taking my self-will back, not only it doesn't work, I'm miserable, irritable, and discontent. Because my self-will tells me the way to do things and be better in life is to be better than other people, right? To have more knowledge, to have more money, more success. This is where I'm getting my happiness from. Self-centered pride, right? selfishness self-centeredness that's on page 62 self will run riot so we took it upon ourselves we made a decision okay we made a decision when we were young that we were going to make it all about the ego and the self but now we're all older now and we can we can change that we can have that spiritual awakening where we make it not about anything at all during your day today anytime you whatever you're doing whatever you're seeing out there with the five senses it's nice And it's interesting, but it's not the solution and not the answer. And the food, alcohol, drugs, is definitely related to the five senses, right? The taste, the see, the smell. Page 85 talks about, and then they talk about rising above it where they say the sixth sense. So what is the sixth sense? It's getting out and rising above that, the spiritual side. I use the term spiritual side because people look, you know, they're looking outside for a higher power. Now that's possible there's something here, something there. But God created us, it's always in here all the time. So the answer to my problems is the higher consciousness God creation of me to be happy, joyous and free. And the way I know that is is because today if if you if you're out of the self, you're going to be happy. It just works. I mean, if you wake up and every time you're depressed, what are you thinking about? Again, Anytime you're depressed or anxious, what are you thinking about? Okay, think about that. What are you thinking about? You're thinking about the self. So we have, we being what's called on page 63, reborn, reborn in consciousness. And I was talking to somebody, Ann before the meeting, we're talking about different foods, different things that, that you know, so we, we have that. And then we started talking about healthy foods and being reborn in thinking. Because again, we grew up, we felt we had to be more successful, more this, uh, more money this is more better in sports, uh, be with the in crowd, get people to like us. But we were also, do you realize the indoctrination and the brainwashing we had with the corporations, with the food, with the alcohol also, right? Drugs and in the, in the, in the movies or whatever it is. So we were taught everything material, material things or the, the way to go things that what they call the flesh, right? And then the seven deadly sins come in because once we're in the self, we're, we're prone to jealousy, envy, anger. okay, gluttony, <laughs> I mean gluttony is gluttony is why we you know most of us are here. But again, this is all related to all addictions and everything in life. Everything is about our addiction to the food and the food is about everything in our life. It's all the same thing. An experience with somebody said to me that they had an, an, an issue actually it was with me, and they said to me, "Look, I had this problem, but I, and, and so I said, well, what was it?" And, and they said, well, they couldn't really remember exactly what it was. So I was trying to help them out from what I know. But in this program, it talks as the inventory is ours. So I said to me, it's all universal. If I have a problem with this person, or if I have a problem with this boss at work, somebody in my household, spouse or my siblings, if I have a problem with my relatives, if I have a problem with a man in the street or a clerk in a store or somebody cuts me off on the highway, I don't have to go any further than to know where the problem is. It has to do like what the, 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 this meeting's talking about, the self-will. You know, our problems are of our own making. 95% of our problems are in our thinking, right? That's the, the answer is in changing our thinking. So if I'm in the self, if it's important to me, whether any of you out there say like me or don't like me or say I'm great or I'm not great, or if I'm walking down the street and if I worry about whether my neighbors do, what, I'm making them a higher power okay? If I'm getting uh, my addictions, making them a higher power, that's what I think about the most is is my higher power during the day. So as step four says, we want to get rid of anger, resentment, fear. It's all based on self-centered fear. So again, we are beyond human aid. The human being, the human way of doing it wants to analyze, wants to conceptualize. You know, all of these feelings we have in life, this sentimentality of lost loves in the past of we did do we could have should have would have done all has to do with the self so if we do step one and then you know it says we're powerless so as soon as i realize it's powerless over the food over things in my life then the joy and happiness comes in it has to come in because i'm blocking it out with my defects of character again i always bring an example of when we were little children you ever see them play they're happy joyous, and free and they say they can enter the kingdom of heaven the reason I can't, when I got older was because I made a choice again. The choice I made was to make it about the self, right? And But that I, you can't blame me. Society, from the minute we, in this materialistic society and this thing with the food and all around us, it's all about, you know, uh, pleasure, okay? Pleasure is something we chase. I use the example of a man who spent his whole life trying to climb Mount Everest, finally gets to the top, and he's happy for like a minute or two. That's what pleasure does. They say uh, a moment on the lips and eternity on the hips. I mean, if you want to relate to the food, the same with the alcohol, it's a momentary pleasure and it never works. It only brings more disaster in our lives because he's just like the man who climbed Mount Everest. A lot of people die doing that. They spend the fortune. They could get frostbite, maim their bodies. So, but there is a better way. And the better way is this through this higher consciousness. So when we get out of the self and then we don't use the human aid things work out for us. So basically, if we go on to the next step, right? Came to believe a power in ourselves could restore us to sanity. Again, it's telling us in step two that I'm insane through the self, self self-will, okay? Let me just read here on page uh, 44. Also, if we go to that page, it talks about on page 44, it says, we are suffering from an illness which only a spiritual illness will conquer. Again, every word you read here, it's just totally, if you really, really incorporate that, it's life-changing. We're suffering from an illness, an illness of being joyless, of being miserable, being depressed, killing ourselves, with, with being controlled by people, being controlled by our addictions, but there's only one solution because any other solution I use involves what? Involves the self, right? The self, my best thinking got me here. We have a solution, a way out of this whole problem with our relatives, with our, with our family, all this resentment, anger, and fear, humility, right? So if we relate on a different plane of love and tolerance when we get into a higher way of thinking, and the same with the food, we, we intuitively know God will tell us how to, 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 you know, when we sit down, we want to eat God's foods. I read those quotes from the Bible, the other quotes I have here, and they're related to how, you know, just enjoying the, the, the you know, and I use the example of the water and just, to, you know, again, we were transformed in the, in the, to the dark side, right? The dark side of having to have all of this high caloric foods, all the sugar. And, and we didn't want that as children as we, as we very young grew up. Like I said, I'd feed my children the sugar and they would spit it out initially till I kept on, you know, force it down the throat till they saw the TV commercials or whatever, on the internet, wherever it is, or driving down the highway. So the transformation comes when we just have that, uh, get centered and make it about God's gift of water, for example, Or I have here an apple, I have here a banana, it could be, we're talking about vegetables. Okay, they're, you know, they, the thing is, is that we do have periods of detox with this whole situation, okay? Just like in Bill's story, he says the alcoholic, his brain is fogged. He says in, uh, in the doctor's opinion, he says uh, they have to have this fog taken out of a few days of detox. But when we have that change, also our palate changes, meaning that when we taste something, it tastes different, right? We can actually taste it. Whereas when we, when we have the highly synthetic things, sugars and whatever, then our palate you know, if you have something very sugary, synthetic, you're not going to want to eat something healthy, right? But if you, because you're in that mindset, you're into that addiction, okay? an Addiction with everything in life. It's getting, you know, wanting things to be our way and, and whatever it is, it's all re- repetitiveness. And, you know, it talks about repetition in the 10th step in the uh, uh, AA 12 and 12. Is the is this is a solution because repetitively through this change of thinking, a a attitude adjustment, we have a complete conversion of our thinking, being reborn and thinking. And if we go like you know to page 63, that's what it talks about. Because I did step two. Now we're on step three. On page 63, it says we enjoyed peace of mind. This is in the middle of the page. And as we discovered we could face life successfully. We became conscious of his presence. We began to lose fear of today, tomorrow, hereafter, we will be born. Lose fear of today, okay, tomorrow, or the hereafter. You know, when we're not in the present, the past is depression. The future is anxiety. So there's a way out, being in the presence, an eternal presence with a higher power. Now, we can think in our mind about the past. But we look at it, we don't clear it because we're not we're not that person anymore. It's all an illusion the past. The past has nothing to do with where we are in the present. The future has nothing to do with the present in the present. I mean, if you ask, if you want to be scientific about it, the only thing you could do anything about is the present, right? You can't go in a time machine back to the past, and you can't go in a time machine to the future. Nor does it matter what happens, because it's also saying here about being reborn. Reborn means that it's no longer, like in my case, it was getting, and it sells here, bonds to the self. So with the food, with addictions to people, with all these situations, these steps bring us to step three, which says, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over the care of God as we understood him. So a lot of people, when they reach step three, say, well, a higher power, God, whatever it is. But the whole choice is this, we can have what's called the spirit of the universe, we can have what's called creative intelligence. So long as it's not me. So the point is, is that there is this ability inside of us, and we all have that to be happy, joyous, and free. Again, the step four tells us the defects of character block that out. So when we do step four, what we're doing is, is we're seeing where the defects are. With the food, it's the taste, the smell, the, the feeling. You know, it's all about the instant gratification. I all related to the self. It could be money, it could be people, it could be. Um, situations, you know, drugs, alcohol, whatever it is. So we have that transformation as it talks about step 12, that spiritual awakening, where we see things differently. We definitely, definitely do. A lot of people are going to, you know, think to themselves, it just doesn't work. But we have that work these steps. And during the day, and even when a situation comes up during the day where I have that temptation, where I decide I'm going to argue with somebody, prove I'm right, I can go back to these steps in a moment of inspiration, uh, just bring me right back that it's not about me anymore. It's not about my little plans and designs. You know, if, I, if everybody else would only act right, my life would be great. So I can I can just have that transformation every moment during the day. And the way it tells us here is to have that God consciousness, again, that, that higher sense of thinking to rise above. On page 55, it talks about rising above our problems. So it's like an airplane. There's a storm underneath with the clouds and you can fly above those problems and just have that transformation of thinking. That whole way of new, it's just, it really, this program, you know, so many people don't want to pick the simple program up. They don't want to just realize that they could have that transformation, which, you know, in the big book, it says it's in every man, woman and child, that this idea of God, God is everything or he is nothing. But again, how do we know it's true? Because, again, little children, when they're little, and when you were little, you would have joyfully, happily be in the present and play, okay? It's as we grew up and we started to develop the ego, the sense of self, that we decided, made a decision, especially in this material society. You know, our society is very materialistic, as you know. There are certain societies where people, you know, I was once working with somebody and they came here and they said to me, you know, Bob, when they came from a very, uh, very poor country, really. And they had said, um, you know, they couldn't believe it. They said, everybody's running around like they're crazy. They were from a very poor country and they were uh, based on a lot of, you know, religious, spiritual principles, religion. And they just didn't understand that concept. But it's inbred in us. The same with the food, the same with the addiction. It's that we've been. Transform, but in a negative way to the dark side without thinking with the food. And then we wonder why we're miserable, we have an anxiety attacks, you know. When we, look, every time you're miserable, you're upset. Irritable, restless, and upset, discontent. It tell, It's because you're thinking of what? The self. Selfishness, self-centeredness, page 62. It says here, selfishness, self-centeredness, that we think is the root of our troubles. So if that's the root, when we get rid of the self, you know, we do that by bringing in a different consciousness. You know, there's two sides to us, actually. It really, we have a soul. It really is our real true self to be happy, joyous, and free, that that in God's creation within us, God within us. But God gave us this ability to think on a higher level. Like most Animals, you know, don't have that ability. But we as humans can think on the higher level. But like all other good things, we misuse it. We misuse that higher level of thinking for what? You know, to think about all these issues. If somebody looks at me the wrong way, if something happens that I'm looking for, if I want more money, all these things we think will make us better because of our higher way of thinking. So when we get out of self, it says here, and it goes on to say, driven by hundred. this is when I'm in the self. When I'm in the self thinking of the past, long lost loves, uh, things I could have been financially a success, I could have done this, coulda, have, woulda, have, shoulda, have, we're driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity. So do we wanna be happy, joyous, and free? Do we wanna be free? Do we want you know, to be happy? The answer is not what we think it is outside of ourselves and it happens to be something from within. And the same with our addiction, alcohol, food, with people. When we have that joy, when we bring that consciousness in, that higher power talks about, which was in us all the time, the joy and freedom is in here. Not in climbing out Mount Everest, not in going to a buffet, not in drinking, taking drugs and alcohol, not in having everybody think I'm the greatest person in the world and caring if they do or not. That's called slavery. We're enslaved. You know, I went to a lecture by a guru once and he said there, he said, you can walk out of this prison, solitary confinement right now. And it just struck me, he's saying, and, and what we're doing with this, is this right now, right here, we could be happy, joyous and free and being reborn. And it tells us here, because it says here, so our troubles we think are basically of our own making. And then it says, and it's on page 62, they arise out of ourselves. Again, this trouble is caused by us, not everybody out there, not, nothing to do with them. The alcoholic is an extreme example of self. Again, the word self in there will run riot, though he doesn't think so. So my whole life, I didn't think so. I thought it was everything outside. And you know what? I never got better. I was irritable, miserable, discontent, depressed, anxious, because I was looking for the answer. I was trying to analyze my situation. I would talk to 10 people. What should I do differently? I had shelves full of self self-help books. You know, the same with this diet situation. I had sell- shelves full of diet books, right? We I went to a hundred different, uh, paid a lot of money to have these pe- food sent to me, right? And all of these things I did, but I was looking for the answer out there. It's that transformation, you know? If we have a problem today, you ever hear this one? If we have a problem today, we're the problem, right? The answer to my problems is that I have to have a new perception. 95% of my problem is my thinking. And when I change, so... It says here, above everything else, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. Selfishness, self-centeredness. Step one, two, and three. You don't have to go any further. Step four is all about, what is it all about? It's about our pocketbooks, our uh, people liking us If it, in a better way. You know, when we go to step four columns right before it, it says on page 65, it says, was it our self-esteem, our security, our ambitions, our personal se- sex relations? Which had been interfered with. It's that self-centered fear, and everything on the right has brackets fear. So the solution is obvious. It tells you in step one, you're powerless. Step two said God. Step three says surrender to a higher power, and step four is telling us here on 65, which are the columns that we do. Everyone is related to the self. The self, Bob. You know, if only Bob. You know, if only I controlled people, like it says on. If you go to page 61, what does it say? on the bottom of page 60, it says each person is like an actor who wants to run the whole show. This is the ego, this is me. If, if everybody else, and it, I'll just read it, it says exactly what I was just gonna say, is forever trying to arrange the lights, the ballet, the scenery and the, le- the rest of the players in his own way. If his, the arrangements would only stay put, if only people do as he wished, uh, the show would be great, everybody including himself, would be pleased, life would be wonderful. What a way to, to, to live, to depend on everybody else. Can you imagine when, that's what we do. We walk out of the house. If only the boss at work would act a certain way. If only my spouse, if only my children would treat me and say what I wanted them to say. And then we wonder why we're at the jumping off point, which is like within this book, they refer to wanting to kill ourselves. And we wonder why we go into addictions with alcohol, drugs, and food. We wonder why we're pushed there because it's the self-will, it's playing God. We're but people aren't gonna do what we want. So we, we don't want, You know, we're controlled by people. When we have self-centered fear and we're at a job or, and, and, and we're afraid what people are gonna say or do or what they think about us. But can you imagine right now the freedom if you walked out of the house and you made up your mind, you're not gonna care what other people say, do or think and that it's none of my business. And anyway, according to this work here, why should we? The answer is, the, either God is everything or he's nothing. Either this higher consciousness within us is everything. I don't need to walk out of here and climb Mount Everest. I don't need to walk out of here and worry about if my boss likes me or not or yells at me. That has something to do with them, with their issue and their problem. I, I can have the confidence because I have this inspired spirituality. Step 12 says having that spiritual awakening as a result of these steps. I don't need all of this gloopy food that the people are pushing on me. I only need the sense of, from God, this God, after a while, this tastes so, you know, I have, well, I do have smoothies and I can explain that in a minute, but I I, for years now I haven't had anything else except the water, except if I take vegetables and, you know, greens and put them in a smoothie and I'll have almond milk in there. But even I told you that experience I had since a few months now, we've been doing these meetings and my my perception has changed with the, uh, actually with the food, um, with the smoothie too. I was putting, trying to make it more like tasty and putting, uh, you know like dates and other things in it and then i realized like just like with the water i i wanted to taste the greens i was putting in now i wouldn't have it any other way i sit down and it's about one-third the calories i make it with a lot of greens almond milk and then and then i I put some berries in it so and rather than being like say 600 calories it's now about say 150 200 calories but that's only but you got to realize too some people could make a smoothie, put all these powders, and it could be twelve hundred calories, but that's unnecessary. We have that perception change. We don't need that. That all of that gloopy, sugary stuff, which we were brainwashed with. We don't need people to like us, which we we're brainwashed with. We don't need, you know, to be successful monetarily to have people praise us. This is the, the big lie. You know, in the, in the um, on page twenty eight, Roman numeral twenty eight. Go to that, and it says right there. The sensation is so elusive that, and is quite injurious. This is the bottom of page Roman numeral twenty-eight in the doc's opinion that they cannot, after time, differentiate the true from the false. So our truth was all of this food, all of this money, all of this success, all the people had to like me, all of this stuff of the ego. That was the way we came from life. And if only I had more of this. But what what happens? The more food we have. The more miserable, it kills us. The more money we have, the more miserable because we feel, the. what happens is the ego says, wow, I had more food, I feel better now. So what's the answer, more food. I had more of this, um, everything in my life, I had more, more money. So if I have a million dollars, if I really wanna feel happy, if I have two or 10 million, but what happens, the guy next door has 20 million, right? So I mean, there's always gonna be somebody better. So if we run our lives, we're in prison, by the ego. And it never, 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 never works. And, and the same with diets. Diets are trying to figure it out, trying to you know control something. Again, if I could control this amount of food, if I can weigh it, if I can get to this goal. Another thing, people say, well, I want to get to a goal weight. And the reason a goal weight doesn't work, and I'll give you the analogy to what I had said, it's the same thing like climbing Mount Everest, right? The guy got to the top, and he was happy for a moment but then on the way home he has an argument with the taxi cab driver he gets home he has an argument with his wife so here the same thing what happens is we're miserable we diet and we do all of these things but we didn't change our perception and then we get to the goal weight and we say wow and you look in the mirror and you say i look beautiful this is exactly what i wanted but about an hour later or a day later we're on to something else so he said, ah, okay, so I, I'm at that goal weight. It didn't make that big of a difference in my life. So now you're back into the food again, right? Because the perception designed for living wasn't changed. If you want a way, and we discuss here through this consciousness and change of perception where you won't even have to, you'll enjoy losing the, the weight of getting healthy because you have that perception change. You will sit down with this rather than a big gloppy type latte or whatever drink it is. Your salads too, you'll make them more healthier. You know, a salad could be 150, 200 calories, or you could go to one of these places and you look on the menu by the time they're done, they make these salads that are 1200 calories. And then we got the, the oil. Do we need foods fried? That's, that's, that's processed. When you put that, it's like motor oil. When you think about it, that's not natural food. Even if they press it from a natural uh, vegetable oil, that's still processed, condensed. It's not God's way of, of giving it to you. And the same with the sugar, the sugar is refined sugar from sugar plants. It's not the way it was intended. It's it's processed. It's a processed food. And flour, all of these things are processed. So we, you know, we want to. So if we go to like, you know, something like this, right? This is the difference here. And the difference is, is when you go to these foods and you get off the other foods, just you detox from them and this tastes so delicious, you won't believe it. Do you realize that for me, broccoli, carrots are delicious, okay? I mean, kale is okay. All right, kale is a little bit bitter. I'd have to go, spinach a little bit sweeter. But when you get off of that, you wouldn't want the synthetic taste anymore. That synthetic, you know, again, I had read about food additives here. I have a, uh, right here, it's like, you know, 50 different food. Now you, anybody, you know, sometimes I show this and people say, can you send me a copy? But the thing is you put in the internet food editors, you'll have a hundred lists like this come up. So there's 50. And when you go in a supermarket, you'll see, you know, 85%, that's the problem with this country. 85% of stuff in the supermarket, I eat whole foods. So I, I can't, it's all processed. So the the 25 or 50 now, I, I'm looking now and I see an average of 50. I always say on this meeting before 25 and lately I've been really looking closely. And again, there's all of this crazy, crazy chemicals in here. And they have antifreeze in here, polyethylene glycol to use as a preservative. That's, you know, that's considered real poison antifreeze. They have people who ingested it by mistake and they got, you know, really sick. So that's what they put in your food. And then the oil and the sugar, and if you, you get to this natural thinking, that spiritual awakening towards the food, towards life, you know, instead of going outside and, and, and wanting in your car, you eat more food, you can look at nature or taking a drug. There's a better way. The same with our perception, there's a better way. When we get into something natural, wholesome and healthy, you know, it could be the educational variety. I mean, you don't have to have this awakening with the food. Like, like I always say, if you have that just with this apple for this week, and it's they just go to something like this, I mean, and stay away from the other stuff so you'll your perception will change and you look at it differently and you start to see you know do you do you want to be a slave i mean there, it's like cigarette smoking was come on like in the 50s and 60s the corporations are killing us do you realize how with the alcohol too they glamorize alcohol right and uh so so how many people are dying from that but do you realize Alcohol and drugs are 5% of the population. Do you know what percentage of population are overweight and obese? It's 75%. Do you know how many people are dying every day? It's nothing compared to cigarette smoking is really, really bad. But this addiction to food is tremendously bad. But what's the problem? The problem is is that it's not mainstream. You don't see them on TV having a label there saying when they do a a, a sugar commercial for the children. You don't see them say this could be dangerous to your health. Right? What they had made them do with the cigarettes, but all of these things are extremely, extremely dangerous. Now we have the education and knowledge, and science is proven. And all you have to look, you know, they call it this standard American diet, as the SAD American diet. It's the anacronym. Okay, SAD American diet. This change is thinking, this whole business of, of uh, f- uh, falling for this and, and being indoctrinated. We need this spiritual awakening with people, with food, with everything. And then we just all of a sudden, you know what happens? It's no longer about pleasure in life. It's about blissness and consciousness. All of a sudden, the joy, the joy, the real joy, okay? Joy, not pleasure. Pleasure is when you go out and you do something, you know, you go on a trip to be happy, okay? But it doesn't last long. You go climb Mount climb Everest, have a whole bowl of food, okay? Take a drug, drink, go out and get people to like you. But anyway... I think that's enough now. So if anybody wants to share,